Men of honor, strength, and integrity have long been essential in society. The Honorable Man Podcast is a celebration of such men. Here, we will discuss men in history and those today that exemplify what it means to be an honorable man. Let's go. All right, let's go. I'm Ed Jones, and welcome to the Honorable Man Podcast, a podcast dedicated to men who've chosen the path of honor, strength, and integrity. If you're looking to become a better man, you've come to the right place. We have a real treat for you this week, guys. Yes, this week's episode, we are going to be talking to our fearless leader, the man of the hour, Mr. Big Daddy himself, Ed Jones. How you doing, brother? I'm good. Hello. S- hello. So <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, we, we have decided, the, the, the three of us, that we think it'd be interesting to do kind of a background or origin story of sure. each of us, how what motivates us, what makes us tick, uh, you know, and, and kind of what led us into life to where we're trying to be honorable men. So if you listen, I don't know the when things are going to come out, but Ed and I just talked for, for a little while. So now it's he and I's turn. And then we're probably going to, I can't think of a better way to do this. We're probably going to tag team Tim. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> tag team Tim. Uh, uh, here in the near future. So, Tim, if you're listening, uh, we're coming for you, brother. Right. Loosen up. hands in the vaseline but anyway um all right ed so let's let's start with the official particulars um you've always lived where have you lived uh your education family give me the give me the quick synopsis of the september 25th 1971 at the no longer existing lake east hospital in painesville wow went to hill road elementary school as did you were a husky until sixth grade, moved to Perry in seventh grade, Ooh. graduated from Perry in 1989, went to Slippery Rock University for one year, Lakeland for one year, and graduated from Ohio State. Okay. So a uh, kind of a funky route to... Hodgepodge. Uh, yeah, my, uh, I have a Bachelor's of Arts in English Literature from oh. the Ohio State University. Okay. Yeah. OH. Yeah, so, yeah I.O. So uh, that's, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm, but I, other than living in Columbus for five years... I've been in Lake County my entire life. Okay, Northeast Ohio. Northeast bred, Ohio. Born yes. and bred. Yes. Uh, so you have a family. You would care to divulge any of the information? Your your better half and yeah, children. So funny and- story. Me and my me and my best friend. Um, we were going into our sophomore years. It was a summer between our freshman and sophomore years in high school. His little sister was going to be a freshman, and she had a yearbook. Laying around, we started looking at the yearbook, and we were looking at the girls coming in to be freshmen into <laughs> high school. And I recruiting, I literally scouting. looked at my wife and said, "I want to date this girl." Hmm. And we dated. Okay. While she was a freshman, I was a sophomore, and then we went our separate ways and got back together in '91. Hmm. Uh, okay. And been together ever since. Thirty-one oh, years. Wow, yeah, we have three kids: Eddie, Connor, and Katie. Twenty-two, twenty, and sixteen. Wow. Yeah. You got a whole yeah. whole tribe. Yeah, t- well, you don't feel old until you say your kids' ages. Well, Ooh. well, congratulations on on the marriage. I know uh, being a divorcee that uh, it's hard. So for you guys to be able to, yeah, and well, I'm sure it's been easy. It's all I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's all her. I I told her I've told her recently that I am her second husband. After I turned forty, I was her second husband because I'm a different man. Well, I'm a different man, and we want we want to get into that. Yeah. So, what do you do professionally? Sales. I sell okay. chemicals, um, industrial cleaning chemicals for metal treatments. Oh, okay. I've done it for like the last 10 How'd years. How'd you get into that? I have no idea. Okay. I have, yes, <laughs> like I, any I, other I'll job. I'll be honest yeah. with you. Um, 
They had to help delivered pizzas for six years through college and before and after a little bit. And then um, was back here. We got married. She got pregnant, had to get a real job, went to Avery Dennison. Never thought I'd work in a factory. My dad worked in a factory his whole life mm-hmm. and didn't want that for me. But I said I had to get a real job. And right. Avery was a great employer. It still is in yeah. Lake County. Went and worked there at the Fairport plant over on Hardy Road. Worked oh, yeah. there for 12 years. Started on the floor, moved up into the office, got into supervision, into continuous improvement, Lean Six Sigma, those types of things. Okay. Went to a metal fabric- fabricator in Menor as, okay. as a shift supervisor. And they were expanding their sales department, asked me if I was interested in sales, which I always was. Um, I, I must have told them or something. But anyways, uh, they basically brought me into the sales department, kind of trained me on how to be a salesperson. And that was selling fabrications. Okay. Um, and then I, the chemical thing just sort of happened. I just, mm. you know, you bounce around. Yeah. Okay. You know, the, the days of working 30, 30 plus years, like both of my parents did, same, yeah. same companies. Each of them worked. Uh, my dad worked at uh, Obron, which is now Eckhart over here, real close to you. Okay. And my mom worked at Chicago Title. She was an escrow officer. Wow. Both for 30 plus years. That's, and I don't, those days are, yeah. they're but gone. Our generation is not designed that way or the job market. I don't know how you quite, I both, only have both, but I would yeah. not want to do that. I mean, could you imagine going to the same place? 30, 30 yeah, years. I, you know, I, I have one friend that's been, uh, actually at Avery as a ship supervisor. He's been doing that literally for like 20 years mm-hmm. and he's happy as a clam. So I say good for him. God yeah, bless him. No, but yeah, you know, right. but, Each um, you, one of the things that you're, you're saying and, um, you gave us like the good foundation. So what I know of you is that, you are a leader, and I know that of you because that's not what you do. That's who you are. I also know um, that the men of honor group, mm-hmm. which is effectively where our relationship mm-hmm. yeah. in, in uh, Genesis, uh, and that you continue working on that in other, uh, like Sub-Zero Mission, uh, and probably other things I'm not even aware of. I know you are... Uh, big on going to local school board meetings, Mm -hmm. um, which Mm -hmm. I think all of us should, especially have kids. So what are some philanthropic, I can't even pronounce the word, philanthropical, thank you, uh, endeavors that like that, that you have where your passion and also you, your purpose, who you are kind of meld. Uh, like I like once again, men of honor, which is where we met. I don't know if you are liberty to talk about that. Yeah, um, well, by all means. You know, because I don't know if we're still wearing the sheepskin and <laughs> have the <laughs> have the. <laughs> yeah, so you know, um, you mentioned Sub Zero, and, and a dear friend of mine, Al Raditz, buddy, he started that organization twelve, fifteen years or so ago, and I, I have not done nearly enough with them as I should. And he he asked me for years to get involved, and I don't know why I never did. It's one of those things, and then once you do it, you're like. You're like, it was like sushi. It's like, why haven't I been eating this? <laughs> why have I not been eating this? This is fantastic. And but it was you same with, now. And it was same, same with Sub-Zero. It's like, there was really no good reason for me not to do it. Everybody's busy. Listen, I had little kids. I had this, I had that. Bullshit. Man. Bullshit. I don't know why I didn't do it. I finally got involved. I loved it. I've actually had to stay, take a bit of a step back recently because of Men of Honor. So Sub-Zero is kind of an inspiration for me to start my own thing, my own charity 501c7 social club mm-hmm. um well it's just, based around so men. sub-zero is sub, for those if you're listening that don't know what sub-zero is sub-zero mission is a organization correct me if i'm wrong that is designed to help homeless veterans yes 
Right. And what, so what are some it's, other it's, things? It's homeless outreach. We basically provide the Stay Alive 5 hats, coats, gloves, boots, socks, sleeping bags. Buddy's organization takes donations all year round. And then when the weather turns cold around here, Northeast Ohio, <laughs> yeah. Midwest, we go out and we distribute those things. Good. Okay. Um, it's started by veterans, ran by veterans, and their their goal is to serve as many veterans as possible. So that's the first thing we ask when we come up across a homeless person. Mm-hmm. It's not the first thing we ask, but one of the first well, things yeah. we ask is, are you a veteran? And if they are, we take them over to Tim because Tim is the veterans coordinator for the Baron, the Baron mm-hmm. for the Sub-Zero. Okay. Um, yeah. So it, it's a great organization. And, yeah. and. Go ahead. I, well, I'm going to say, what are, we're going to forget later. Mm-hmm. What, where do people go to get plugged in with them? I know it's about you, but let's. Uh, I know you're also wanting to do good and make Yeah, it just Google Sub-Zero Mission. I mean, okay. they have a fantastic website. There's, there's means on there that you can get involved. You can donate. Um, yeah, it's, it's just it's – a, they're a great organization. And to watch their growth, they're in the middle of an expansion right now on their headquarters that's yeah. going to more than double. Um, it's awesome to and, see. And Buddy always says that, you know – the hand of providence is on that organization because anytime uh, he needs something, somebody comes through. Both of their their two major vehicles, transport vehicles, were both donated to them. Hmm. Um, I shouldn't say donated. This the summer wind, I believe he bought, but it's a huge control center on wheels. Yep. It's 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 phenomenal, and he got a great deal on it. And the people that that he hooked up with are, are fantastic. And there's he's a great guy. It's a great organization. It's a great cause. Sub Zero Mission. Awesome. Check him out. And so from Sub Zero, check them out mm-hmm. into Men of Honor. Mm-hmm. So what? Give me the genesis of that. Well, give the listener, I should say, the genesis of that. Uh, where your passion came, because this is my understanding, that there is a story with Obama that his, that's that yeah. and isn't that kind of all tied into. That's when I woke up. I, I've been apolitical my entire life. You know, I'm a college. And I find that so hard to believe. I'm a college graduate, so I was a liberal, right? I went to Ohio State. Well, I am too, but I was Smoke dope, have a good time, vote Democrat, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Other than the voting Democrat, I still do all those things. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But yeah, I mean, I was a liberal. I I voted Democrat. It didn't matter. I didn't pay attention. And then, but I'm also an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And the whole Obama, you didn't build that speech. I'll yeah, never forget it. I'll never forget it. The TV that. was on, and yeah. I don't know why he was on. It must have been – I don't even know where he was speaking. I think it was like at some – I don't know. But it caught my ear, and I – literally from that second, I went down that rabbit hole hmm. on politics, him specifically. Barry's but not informed. just him, just just everything, yeah. and just started to, to really start to pay attention. And if – if you don't have to go deep. With him, our, no, you don't. Well, no. I'm just saying in our, into our in our national political oh, yeah. well, uh, an environment of the atmosphere, the organizations. You don't have to go deep to realize very quickly that both parties are two sides of the same coin. They are corrupt to the hilt. Yep. They are rotten to the core. They only exist to take mo- your money and to maintain their own power. That is the only reason they exist. You know what's interesting is I've. Such admiration for the founding fathers. I know you do. The only flaw I found in their creation of the governmental system of our nation is that there was no term, term limits. limits. Yeah. So they didn't. And, and they could you know they saw everything. They saw everything coming, but they didn't see that. See they that. never thought. Yeah. 
Well, politics wa- would be a career right, I because mean, they didn't they didn't they didn't anticipate the industrial revolution. Well, was it well, wasn't it even until FDR that there was a constitutional amendment that was passed that limit term limits for the president because he he ran for it and yeah. people were running too out of respect for Washington who ran twice because he that literally was, he, it would have been a monarchy. They, that's the only reason yeah. they stopped it too is because Washington did it. There was nothing written saying mm. that you had to, and FDR right. pushed it. Well, Obama kind of is too because I think he's still in. But nonetheless, um, so so you kind of had a come to Jesus moment, if you will, with with Barry. Yeah, when it comes to politics, that that was my wake up call. Sort of that was when the light flipped on because I started to realize that hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I own small businesses, and the head of our nation. You could just tell he had he he. No disregard or no regard for any, anyone and anything. You could just tell in his tone. Yeah. You could just tell in his tone. And this is a guy that never did anything, never started his own business, never created anything out of whole cloth, didn't know what it, what it felt like to create a business, to hire your first employee, to make your first dollar. Yeah. You could tell Mm -hmm. just in the tone of his voice. And it it was, and right then and there, I was like, oh, I got to start paying attention. And boy, I'll tell you what, part of me wishes I didn't. You know, part of me wishes I was fat, drunk, and stupid like I was back then, and all I cared about was football and baseball and watching sports and hanging out with my buddies on the weekends and pounding beers. And, um, but I'm not, and this is who I am now, and uh, I'm working hard to um, to open eyes, yeah. to open as many eyes well, as I can. I know you are, and I want to segue a little bit because this kind of goes into the men of honor. Um, you're like an upright moral dude. Like, I know that of you, but probably because I know you probably a little better than the Well, you've only known me for like a couple years, too. Well, but that goes back to with you, you know, your second, your wife's second husband. Oh, I was Um, not an honorable man. Well, tell me about that progress because, or that journey, because I, becoming moral, becoming righteous or being upright is usually not anything that is instinctive. It's something that has to be harnessed and developed and worked on. What was that process like for you or what, how, how how did that kind of you being the second, your wife's second husband, how did that work out? How did, you know, what's that journey? I don't, you know what, that's, you, you know, the Obama thing was a, was turning on a switch when it came to the political environment and, and paying attention. I don't know why. Hmm. I don't think I, this is going to sound weird, but I don't feel like I was a man until I was 40. Do you think, I was a boy. You do know? you think one has something to do with the other? No, uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's an interesting question. I've, I, you know, here's one thing I don't do, Bill. I don't think too much of, I don't do a lot of deep diving on myself. So some of these questions are going to catch me off guard and I, I don't have a good answer for you. Oh, that's awesome. Because I'm always chugging forward and only recently have I got into meditation and reflecting mm-hmm. and, and those types of things and trying to figure out, I'm trying to, you know, and, and that comes through self-improvement. I'm trying to figure out why I'm the way I am and, and yeah. to change it. Cause I have a hair trigger, man, when it comes to my temper, I mean, I'll, 10 years ago, I'll hit you. I mean, I'll swing just as soon as look at you. Right. And that, that 
that's not that that came that comes from weakness, right? That's that's mm. that's. Um, I'd say inse- con- yeah, insecurity. Yeah, insecurity, yeah. a local, lack of self-confidence. I don't know. I don't know. It, it all, I'm sure, you know, I don't see a therapist. Maybe I should. I think it all probably all comes back to childhood, how I was raised. And not, I love my parents, and they did, they did yeah. a great job. Well, I, I'm not throwing shade. I think everybody needs to talk to I somebody. Agree. I, agree. I, I Especially a man. I would love man. to talk to a therapist because I got shit that I've never told anybody that would blow the mind. <laughs> you know, well, there's things I've thought and done that people... You know, not recently, because I, 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 I am proud of the man that I am now. But, um, you know, I, I, I stole, I fought, I hurt people, I vandalized. Mm. I did a lot of shit when I was a kid that I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm trying to make up for it. I mm. really am. And it's not because I want to get into heaven or anything like that. Right. I'm trying to make up for the wrongs I did as a young man. I'm trying to right those wrongs. And the only way I know how, and that's by developing the next generation of young men through mentoring and scholarship supporting my community and gathering with like-minded men in fellowship. That's, yeah. that's the men of honor. That's our, that's our mission statement. So that's a great segue into men of honor. Mm-hmm. So or if what you're able to divulge of that, sure, can you, sure. you know, so um, always wanted to have a men's social club. It's been a goal of mine for 20 years. I, you can ask some of my oldest friends, <laughs> Ronnie, Matt, I've talked about this for years. Just a bunch of us having a place to hang out, bullshit. So, yeah, I just wanted to have a place where guys could hang out, my buddies. And then, um, I don't know, it was just just a dream of mine. Not to own a bar, mm-hmm. but to own something like a, you know, Cheers, you know, someplace, you know, we always, we, all of us have this romantic notion of what a bar's like. We don't see the cleaning up the puke and the shit in the, in the bathroom. I understand that. Right. But I had this romantic notion of a place where everybody could gather and on occasion bring the wives, girlfriends, what have you. And then the families on the weekends. And then, uh, the 2020 election started or happened and, and they cheated and what? And they cheated. (laughs) And the group, I had a group text of guys and they are the founders of this club along with me and you know we we were we were stunned man i went to bed at midnight that night thinking that donald trump won the election and when i woke up in the morning he, he lost air quotes yeah and one of my buddies said hey there's a lot of momentum right now there's a lot of pissed off guys let's do this let's start this club hmm. so i started a club we started a club there's seven founders. We call ourselves the Men of Honor, and we're all about gathering in fellowship, supporting our community, and developing the next generation of men through mentoring and scholarship. We're like-minded. We believe in the Constitution. We believe all men are created equal. We don't give a shit about race. We don't care if you're gay. We don't give a shit about any of that stuff. But there's, there's, you know, there's things we do care about. Are you a good dude? Are you willing to help younger younger men and children, boys specifically, because masculinity and, and men in general are under attack in this country. And if you don't believe that, you, you, you probably haven't made it this far into listening to this podcast anyways, um, <laughs> because we are, we're under attack. Absolutely. They're trying to demonize masculinity, this toxic masculinity bullshit, which you never hear about during a hurricane. You never hear about toxic masculinity when there's a natural disaster or there's a war to be fought. You never hear about that. Buildings are falling down. No. You need. It's you only. Know, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's, it's a. It's a. It's a first world problem, right? Toxic masculinity, like most of our problems in this country, gender right. confusion, first world problem. Um. So yeah, I mean that's 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 what Men of Honor is about. We're um, we're a social club. 
a bunch of like-minded guys. We get together twice a month. We have a, a structure where we talk about men of honor and history. We talk about, it's just like the podcast. It's exactly well, like the podcast. Well, you, well I was going to say one of the things that the, first attracted me was literally how it's very similar, even like our podcast, mm-hmm. like the Flawcast. you know, you, you have a quote. Yes. Big the, quote guy. Big, which, yeah. And you it, are too. I, I yeah, love, love quotes. Yes. Yes. I'm, and, I got a platitude for everything. I got a quote for every yes, occasion. Proverb, whatever. Yes. yes. And See, then, I don't have the Proverbs. I got, I got well, you're working on it. You're working on it. <laughs> but, and then, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance and yep. then like that. Yep. So, you know, and that, so, so that's for me, the initial attraction and then like getting mm-hmm. to know you and Tim and the, you know, any of the guys I went to high school with, mm-hmm. um, you know, and like my buddy Jason and all that. But I, I want to I wanna say something because you just said it and you, the way you said it was just so profound is that the, the attack on men and the attack on masculinity and you're, you're really uncovering something that is a ancient issue. And what I mean specifically, uh, you know, certainly spiritually, you can look at the lives of like Moses, even Christ, but... When a civilization used back in the days used to conquer another civilization, they would always kill the warrior class because if they kill the warrior class and the generations that follow, they aren't going to have any kind of um, obstacle. They're not going to have anyone that would rise up against them. And then they can then control and educate the following generations, uh, brainwash, if you will. Uh, so there, you're, you're, it, it's an observation that you're saying is certainly has historical precedence, but it also has uh, socioeconomical and moral ap- um, implications because we find ourselves right now in that kind of position. And, you know, we, we, you and I have so many similarities, but they say 21% of this current generation uh, identifies uh, gender fluent, or they, they're not sure what gender they are. And that's over a fifth of a generation. So obviously the, the war for the hearts and minds of a generation is in flux to say the least. So your emphasis and the club's emphasis on equipping, encouraging, strengthening, giving them tools, not just physically, but mentally and spiritually to become men. And and the best tool I think they could give is to not be ashamed of being a man because we are made differently yeah. than women. That's a, that's a spiritual, that's a genetical no, you're exactly fact. Right. You're exactly so, right. So I, what, what I want to say is I want this to sink in, not just to you, but to the listener that you're the men of honor, you, the, the seven, uh, you know, people that are involved are equipping the next generation because the warrior generation that, that, that is at like on the front lines. Now they, they need backup. They need encouragement. They need, you know, uh, rations and they need ammunition and they need from, from the back line to go up to the front line. So I can't overstate the important this is, you know, no, I, yeah. So, you know, Tim always says um, a generation raised to hate this, hate their country will never defend it. And that's what's happening right now. This generation, the public school system and the universities are teaching our young people to hate their own country. In some, t- in some parts, they hate their own skin. They hate their yeah. own gender. Yeah. And it's, it's all by design. And I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole now because yeah. this isn't the time or place. But right. if you don't think that this is all a larger plan... Hit me up and we can we can yeah. talk about it offline. But well, um, yeah, yeah. I, so real quick about the men of honor, two two things I'm most proud of. 
One is our junior cadet training program, which is for any boy under the age of 18. Shout out to uh, John Jaros, who heads up our uh, JCT. So once a month, we, d we take any kid. It doesn't have to be related to a member of the club. And we take them to fishing, boxing, nice. rock climbing, weightlifting, camping, once a month, we're doing something with these kids, getting them outside, teaching them the skills they're going to need to be yeah. good men, it, to be it, able to pr provide for their families. And, and with, with all due respect, it sounds like a safer Boy Scouts. I, I've actually said this in the meeting and got some eyes. We're basically, we're basically the Boy Scouts <laughs> minus the molestation. <laughs> I don't mean Sorry. to laugh, but no, but no I, that's true. Yeah. I, I don't think I can put that on a shirt, but I would love to. Junior wow. cadet training, <laughs> junior cadets, Boy Scouts minus the, the pedophilia. Well, but uh, yeah. that's what we're all about. Um, so that that's one, the junior okay. cadet training program. The second thing is awarding scholarships, college scholarships to recently graduated high school boys to do whatever they want. So we just handed out scholarships to three young men uh, at our last meeting, actually. And one, two of them were going into criminal justice, want to be police officers, and one was going into um, engineering. Wow, God and, bless Yeah, so the application process is relatively simple. We, we try to give it to as many guidance counselors for the local schools in Lake County as possible. And it's basically, you fill out the application, you write a, uh, a, a one-page essay on the, the role of of honor, strength, and integrity. Men, honor, strength, and integrity, mm -hmm. and how vital that is in society. But we we give special attention to young men raised by single moms. Mm -hmm. And because that, that's, that's always, that hits me, the yeah. single moms. And my, I wasn't raised by a single mom, but I know plenty of my friends that were, yeah. and almost all of them got off track yeah. at some point and made decisions that they probably regret. And I think the majority of those decisions were made because they lacked a strong father figure in the house. Um, I had a strong father figure that would blast me upside the head if I got out of line <laughs> and did on several occasions. Um, if my dad was, I mean, I was, we talked about it earlier. Yeah. I was, I was a jerk when I was a kid. I was a troublemaker. I didn't get caught. Yeah. A lot of my friends got caught. If I, if my dad wasn't around, I can't imagine, I would be in jail. Yeah. I should be in jail for some of the things I did, but I would definitely be in jail if my father wasn't around because yeah. I would continue to push the envelope. Um, so yeah, we we back to, back to the point. Junior cadets, you know, taking kids under the age of eighteen and teaching them life skills and and how to better be prepared to be men down the road, and then our college scholarship program um, that we hand out to graduating seniors, boys, particularly boys raised by single. Now I will say this: the three the three winners this year all came from. Uh, two parent households. Okay, that's just the way that you know we're, we're going by the essays and right. and their and their achievements and, and and that stuff when we when we hand it out. Um, great kids, they're all going you know Kent, uh, Akron local schools mm -hmm. you know, um, and the two. So this is only the second year we've done this. The two the two young men that we awarded scholarships to last year are doing fantastic. Great. One's in uh, diesel mechanic school and the other wow. one is um, environmental sciences. And they come to meetings when they're in town. I mm. text with them probably once a month just to make sure that they're on the right track and that they need any help uh, to not hesitate because we have a group of 50 men that will, that will help in any way that we can, provide resources and, um, again, spiritual, emotional, whatever we can do to help yeah. these young guys. Because the, uh, those two, 
Uh, one in particular lost his father uh, his senior year. He passed away mm-hmm. suddenly, and uh, just just a great guy too. Because I I actually coached with this guy uh, Steve Cadis. Wow. Um, rest in peace. Uh, when when our children were young, and he he passed away suddenly. Um, the other boy, uh, his parents are divorced. Dad's a great guy. Mom's awesome. They just you know they yeah. didn't get along. Yeah. Kids yeah. great. They're both great. Everything's great. Um, and the kids are doing fantastic. And awesome. it's you know the club is is. When I give periodic updates to the club about the the boys and how they're doing, that everybody just lights up and they're just yeah. they're just proud. They're just really proud of the well, that's, things we're doing. That's the legacy. Yeah, that's the legacy part. You know, um, I I just think that what men of honor, the club, represents, is so needed right now in our society, and. I am uh I'm at a loss to think of any any other kind of a group or any kind of organization that really is in in listen what I, and this is what I mean you know they're not just talking the talk but like walking the walk you know there's there's a I we can look up a dozen or plus organizations that'll be happy to take your money and sure. and and do whatever with but um you guys are actually like really making an impact on, you know, you're writing that legacy on the hearts of these young men. Uh, and that's intrinsically valuable. Uh, and I, my hats off to you and, and to everyone that's a part of that. Cause it's, it's something that should be celebrated and acknowledged more, but it's also a, a thankless kind of a job. Well, to be honest and, with you, we don't want, we don't want to uh, publicize it too much because, well, Quite that, frankly, I, people people equate with what we're doing with with domestic terrorism and, and militias. I mean, I right. I can't tell you how many times I've been asked that about the club. Are we a militia? Because we're just a bunch, of, I, and I we're predominantly a bunch of white guys in our in our forties, thirties, forties, and fifties getting you are together. Bald. And I'm bald. I look <laughs> like a skinhead. I got a goatee, and I mean, but I mean, there couldn't be more love in this group. We no. love everybody, and but. We want to keep it on the download because well, and that's why I was kind of hesitant about yeah. what you know. And I'll, I'll say this because I think most of the guys, most of the people that are listening to this, are already involved in the club. Mm-hmm. You know, as as being a, a ordained minister and going to churches and and there, and this is to corroborate what you're saying. There is such a spirit of love and unity and and welcomeness and acceptance in men of honor mm-hmm. that is devoid of. Genuine, genuinely most churches mm. out there. And I, I attribute that, uh, you know, when you talk, you talk about the hand of Providence and the more I get to know you, the more I hear you talk about that. So mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. But uh, certainly I would say that in, in this case, you know, the, the hand of Providence is upon you guys. And um, to me, that spirit, if you will, is something that does come from him. Um, yeah, I, 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 I agree. And I appreciate that. You know, I learned pretty quickly that effecting change on the national level or even the state level is very, very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. I don't have the time. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I don't have the time or the funds or the network to do that. But what I can do is I can affect change on the local level. And if we're able to help, you know, right now it's, we're up to five. We're up to five kids, young men that we've helped. Yeah. We're not paying for their entire school year. We're, we're giving them a little bit of money to help with books what have you, wherever right. they need to throw that money, but it's something. But more importantly, they're going to remember that we did. Yeah. They're going to remember that, you know, they always say it's the thought that counts, right? So 
that's why I'm, I'm really, um, I really make sure to follow up with the kids and get their cell phone numbers and yeah. stay on top of them and make sure that I, I tell, I tell all of them, I say, listen, I'll bet you $50 right now. You're, you're not going to major in criminal. <laughs> you're not going to finish with a degree in criminal justice. No, I said, no. and don't be afraid to change your major. I changed my major like four times. It doesn't, oh, yeah. ma- that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is in here, you know, when it comes to college nowadays, it's, it's like a union card. It's basically yeah, yeah, that you're totally. showing you have the ability to stick with something for four or five, six, eight years, however long it takes, but right. you have the ability to stick with something through completion. Yes. That's all. Your right. employer and, right and, now can train you to do just about anything. And they will. Yeah. yeah. So they just want to know that you have the tenacity and discipline to, to finish what you started. Yes. So don't be afraid, to anybody listening, young I, man, don't be afraid to change your yeah. major. I mean, I started off athletic training, physical therapy, uh, history, and I finished with English Lit. You know why I finished with Because I like to read. Yeah. I, I started audio engineering, but then I realized I live in Cleveland. I can't get yeah. a job being an audio engineer. So same thing. So let's keeping the club in mind. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the Honorable Man podcast because mm-hmm. certainly it was birthed out of that. Absolutely. So I remember the day you and Tim uh, bought me a drink and I, we met. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. We met at nineteen twenty two, and we and we talked about this. So the genesis, obviously, for this with you guys started before that. So how how has this grown out of? The, our podcast, how has this grown out of the Men of Honor group? And, 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 well, and in addition to that, what is this podcast's role and purpose with that? So I knew Tim through Sub-Zero. I got, I knew him. Mm-hmm. I know him through Men of, Men of Honor. I got to know him. Yeah. And he's a great dude. And I Top shelf. I mean, just, I'm, we're just so simpatico when it comes to the things we believe in. Yeah. And, you know, the, the minute I think that I'm too hardcore on something, Tim, Tim shows me what hardcore is, you know? Yeah, I he, mean, he does that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, no, he's a Marine. He's a Marine. And, um, you know, so he and I both guested on your pod, Flawedcast, at separate times. Yeah. You guys were like, like two or three weeks apart from so one we're sitting another. up at 1922 drinking, and we we were reflect we were reflecting on that experience. Oh boy! <laughs> and then we both lo- we loved it. We were jazzed. I mean, the energy that we got, you know, when you leave, you're like, man, that was amazing. And then we're both like, man, we got a lot of shit to say. <laughs> we should start our own podcast. And we know a guy who has all the equipment <laughs> and is a, a veteran in podcasting. And then we said. All right, let's get Bill. And we that's when we brought you up there probably mm-hmm. a week or so later or a couple days later. We started talking about it, and we just kicked around the format. And I just said, let's just go off with the club's agenda. Let's just do the club's agenda every time, My, you know, plus or minus a couple things. Right. Um, but the Honorable Man's podcast, you asked about its role in specifically how it ties to Men of Honor and how. So the Honorable Man podcast has the ability to take – or modality to take our message much farther than the social club can. The Men of Honor Social Club is a local club. W- would I love to see it kick off some some satellite uh, organizations or grow? Absolutely. But again, it comes down to time and yeah. um, focus. And right now, I don't have the time or the ability to um, scale the social club, because that's that's a big undertaking. And I don't know that we'll ever get there. This, the ability to talk into this microphone and potentially reach thousands and thousands of men just sitting here as we are, getting our message out, um, 
just the 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 ROI on that is is significantly greater than than Men of Honor probably can ever be. Hmm. Um, you know, and I, I I'd be remiss if I didn't say you know I got a lot of this comes from guys that I've listened to, right? Ryan Mickler, Order of Man. If if you guys have not listen to or subscribe to order of man turn this off and go do that right now <laughs> it blows us away it's much better he's great he's been doing it for seven years mm. he gets the best he gets jocko he he gets okay. andy frasilla go listen to andy frasilla go listen to jocko willing i listen to all those guys so that's what you hear me just, just regurgitating those guys and we talked about this earlier when when we did your but, interview but yeah it, you know the imposter it, syndrome and all right. that stuff. but i have a different voice same same thoughts generally, um, but I'm, maybe my delivery is a little different, and it may or may not connect with. Listen, if if, if what we do here connects with one guy and keeps him from eating a bullet or yeah. beating his wife or or what have you, then it's 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 worth it. It's 100%. absolutely worth it. But yeah. again, back to the podcast. Podcast, the modality. There's nothing better right now as far as getting him. Getting right. your message out. Right? I mean, that's that's the same thing with you and Floodcast, right? I mean, no, well, one hundred percent. And the uh, I love the modality of it. I love that that you're using that word. And to, just to kind of break that down is the availability. Yeah. Um. You know, just the availability or the ability to make yourself reach further and be more than what you are on this local level uh, is invaluable. And with the technology now, it certainly is capable, cost effective, and uh, which kind of leads me to an interesting thing because you said something earlier and I, I know like our podcast and then the podcast that I do, we talk about subjects, you know, obviously we're both political in regards to, we follow politics, uh, current events, trends of the day. I know you are a student of history. I like to fancy that I am. And when you made the comment, because I, I even jokingly asked this when I was first introduced to the, the, the club, you know, is this a militia? Mm -hmm. I would like to know what your thoughts are kind of in this era that we're at where just this week alone, and I'm just, I don't want this to date itself, but these are current things. And I think they're going to trend, unfortunately, this way moving forward. Uh, I'm going to word it this way. The show trial of Alex Jones. Mm -hmm this um inf quote unquote anti-inflation bill mm -hmm. uh the rating of president trump's marlago estate um and 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 kind of where we're at with i would say individuals uh that maybe hold fast to values that we do uh and the persecution of them and the political weaponization of their enemies if you will Moving forward, my concern is like, even though our podcast, we're not like Rogan or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the other gentleman you mentioned, or, you know, uh, we're, we are not at that level, but moving forward, everything's a trickle down. And I know for our podcast, we've been censored uh, a bunch of times on, on the platform, on Apple, on, um, not Spotify to their credit, uh, but even YouTube, we've been removed and taken off and so on and so forth. Oh, that's a badge of honor. It, well, yeah. Uh, however, I'm just curious, you know, what are your thoughts, um, being a lover of the constitution, obviously the first amendment no longer is what it was once, but I'm interested to know kind of what you're thinking moving forward in a political sense with these things that have happened this week what the prognostication that you have is for the future with these things. Well, it's just a natural progression, right? I mean, well, 
But just for for people like you and I, sure. yes, yeah, people that have been paying attention, yes, yeah. and and I don't mean that as a slight. I'm not throwing shade on anybody. Certainly, history, at least history in the last seventy to eighty years, dictates that this is a trend. But it, for those who who just don't know, like in a very elementary way, I, I really liked for you to kind of, what are your thoughts? Well, what the, are you know the same week that the IRS doubles. <laughs> Well, the, the the Congress passed. What's it? Eighty-seven. Passed passed a bill that's going to double, effectively double the size of the IRS. The IRS has one job: to separate you from your money. That's it. Separate you from your money. Eighty-seven thousand additional agents are going to be hired over the next how many years? Eighty-seven thousand. If you don't think that, and Biden's saying, and his old administration saying they're gonna they're they're gonna be focused on business and people making over four hundred, that's bullshit. Mm. That's bullshit. Rich people can hire attorneys and accountants to subvert anything. They're smarter than the IRS. Yeah, the IRS is gonna come after you and me. Yeah, they are. No, it's I, just a fact. It's the, just a fact. The Maybe the not literally, business, but people well, like. Well, they might, but but they're. even like well, what, we keep what, talking this bullshit. They will. Well, um, so I mean, that's a bad. My, my point too. is the same week that that happens. The Department of Justice, the FBI, raid the ex-president and ex-presidents, one of his homes. I mean, we know he's going to run in 24, right? So basically, Biden's political opponent in the next election, the FBI just raided for no really good reason, right? I mean, they're talking about documents. Are you kidding me? Archive documents? It's, this, to me, to me, this is this is... Lexington and Concord. This is, this is. It. I woke up at three in the morning. I. I so I, I. I don't watch TV. I don't read the news. I don't. I get. I go to one site. I'm not going to say the site, but that's where I get all my news. And I usually do it at night, right before I fall asleep. And that's when the news broke that he his thing had been. Actually, it was on the club signal thread that somebody put it out there. So I did a little deep dive into what was going on. Went to bed. I always go to bed. I'm asleep by 9.30. Woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, wide awake, and I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about the FBI raid on President Trump's Mar-a-Lago house. And I just, I can't, I can't put it into context. I'm trying to tell people how big of a deal this is. My <laughs> people, the people close to me, and yeah. they just don't get it. I, They're yeah. like, if you have nothing to this whole if you have nothing to hide thing is straight up Gestapo bull if you have nothing to hide what this is America that's not how it's that's not how it's that's that's guilty until proven innocent that's well I, I would think gentlemen like Alexander Solzhenitsyn would have something uh, big to differ with that point of view but I, are, I agree with you we are on the precipice of serious serious turmoil in this country if they steal the midterms, if if they arrest or make it so Donald Trump can't run for president, listen, I'm not a Donald Trump nut hugger. I'm not either. I his policy. I, I've never been more in lockstep with somebody on their policies. Do I wish he was more <laughs> subtle? Do I wish he can convey his message? Yeah, I do. But he is who he is, and warts and all. I think that guy's fantastic as a president. Is he a good guy? I don't know, I, and I don't care. I don't give a shit. Right. I don't. I, I care about actions. I don't care about. He's not your priest. No, he's not raising my kids either. Right. If they trump up some, pun intended. <laughs> if they trump up some charges that make it so he can't run, or 
something along those lines. I mean, gee, do you think that's so what I, they could do? I know, I know, I know Republicans that say, oh, that's not a big deal. We'll, we'll just have this. Thing. Do you know they've called every every Republican nominee? They've called them a Nazi for the last twenty years. Anybody, McCain, McCain was a Nazi. Yeah. Go back and look at the. Go back and pull some archives from from articles from New York Times and all these shit rags. They do this to everybody. Do you think DeSantis is the golden boy now? And I love DeSantis, and I think he will be a president sooner or later. I don't know mm. if it's now, but do you think they're not going to do the same things to him? Well, it's I, it's 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 the ignorance of history that drives me crazy. And I'm not talking about I'm talking about recent history with people, even people on our supposed side. Right. I mean. Andrew Cuomo even came out and said, the FBI better lay their cards on the table and, and give us a good reason why they raided a, an ex-president's home. Andrew I, Cuomo. Yeah, I think... He's I a think, dirtbag. <clears throat> yeah, you think? But for me, what's, what's most alarming about these days that we're inter- entering in, and you just hit the nail on the head, is the vampid ignorance of history. Well, that's, we, we, but that's that's all part of this plan. Well, absolutely. That's all part of the the the, the demonization of the white man, um, the dumbing down of society. The you know why they don't want you, you know why they always say there's two things you don't talk about is politics and religions because they don't want you to talk about. Right. Them. They don't want you to be able to have a conversation. The, the two about very it. things we do need to be discussing. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I can't have a civil conversation with people in my own family when it comes to politics before it flies off the rails and it's just as much my fault as theirs because mm-hmm. i get heated and i don't i really don't i've i've come to the point where i don't engage with people on the other side i don't i don't engage with them yeah you know love love doesn't mean like necessarily well um and there's a lot of people that i love that i don't necessarily like or i don't like the the person or the views that they hold right um you're not wrong. No, but you know it's it's. But I I stopped engaging a long time ago because I'm not that guy. I I know my and this is goes back to self development. I don't have the ability to have a spirited to debate without it turning into personal, a heated yeah. personal argument. Um, you know, and I wasn't. I, I love when you get excited. I wasn't trying to push any buttons per se. No, not a, really. But what what I want to take much of getting excited. Well, what I want to kind of leave people with is you are somebody who, when I have conversations with you, you are one of the few people I don't have to unpack things with. And what I mean by the, no, 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 and and and, and 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 I mean that as a great compliment no, to I, you. I like you know, um, like the fact that you know I, I've been all about the Google Log Archipelago for the last month, mm-hmm. and the fact that you know who Shulzenitsa is, you mm-hmm. probably have even read that book. Mm-hmm. I don't Excerpts, have to. It's not the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I'm reading the abridged, not the not all three volumes. But um, uh, the fact that you know that you understand that there's a point of reference. You're one of the few people, probably my, one of my other uh, best friends, Jeremy, is, is another gentleman, loves, loves history and knows it well. But everything in life is secular. And what we are seeing now, and, and this is, I kind of want uh, you to give some kind of a warning, or not a warning, but just like something to people that, you know, we're talking about becoming moral men. We're talking about becoming upright, doing the right thing. I think holistically, when we are striving to do that, educating ourselves and not just doing the right thing, but educating ourselves, not spiritually, mentally, emotionally, but certainly with knowledge on things is a critical component to this because let's just say, and I'm sorry, I really don't mean this to be insultive, but you know, if the social club gets handed down from generation to generation and lesser men are at the vanguard of that, 
your joke about it's like the Boy Scouts without the pedophiles mm -hmm. may not apply then. And I say that with, with respect because we're on this trajectory now. I don't know that it could be changed. I think we got to tighten up. <laughs> tighten Every, up and, everything and, and, can be changed. Everything can be well, changed. But it, whether or not that change comes comes via uh, the, the ballot box or the, the bullet box are, are two different. You know, I... Right. We may be past the point of no return. I mean, we may be past the point where we can make, we can get back to where we were without bloodshed. I think we are. I, th I don't, and all honestly, I think things are coming to an head, and there's going to be massive, massive uh, civil unrest and upheaval, and um, and I think it it may be as soon as 2024. Um, you know, everybody thinks the American Revolution started on 1776, and it was, you know, <laughs> no. that, again, that's uh, the ignorance of history, but, right. you know, you can only push people so far. Right. And what do you think is going to happen if you continue to push and push and push and tell, tell conservatives and white men that they're the devil? And do you think, I mean, at some point, well, well, people Jefferson, are going to stand up. It, when a long line of offenses have occurred, that's, that's that, what Jefferson wrote. Mm -hmm. And at some point, you know, and this is my encouragement where I want to kind of just maybe end the, or not end, but just kind of nut, you know, cut it off here is that um, we're at this point, you are, you're a man that I do look up to and I respect that has a great understanding. Uh, you're obviously, like I said, a leader, you have a great understanding of uh, morality and what the right thing is. And, and you do have a, a keen sense of observation coupled with history. What are things that we can do? I, I want to be like that. I, I want to be like you, Ed. Um, what are some <laughs> things? Well, what are some things that we can do right now that, as as we are making a larger impact in ourselves and then our families and then moving out like the ripple effect locally, what are some strategic things that we can do right now to kind of hedge off or to guard against this onslaught of evil? That this I hate even well, use this I, term, know, the civil war that you're talking turn about. Turn it off. For, I, my, my advice to everybody is to get off social media, to turn off your television, to read, to read a book, to spend time with your loved ones, to actually get it, start having conversations with your kids and your spouse, enjoy nature. You know, the Amish have no idea what's going on. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they, they didn't, get, they they didn't, didn't get, get COVID. They didn't get COVID. Exactly. They didn't get COVID. You exactly. Know? And, you know, when it comes to... You know, I'll steal from Ryan Mickler again from Order of Man. Protect, provide, preside. That's a man's job, to protect his family and his loved ones, to provide for them. And that means financially mm -hmm. as, as well as emotionally. Right. And preside over your household. That's your job. And I wish I'd have thought of that before he did because yeah, that's was pretty catchy. That's it's, pretty, it's, it's, it's it's pretty damn good. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to listen to Order of Man. It's, it's, it's a fantastic podcast. The guys, you know what happened to him is his wife left him. Mm. His wife left him because she didn't like the man that he became, and he he looked in the mirror and said, "In order to get her back, I'm going to become a better man." And that's what he did. Mm. He left her alone, didn't chase after her. He worked on himself and became more attractive to her. She fell back in love with him, and they've been going strong ever since. And oh, that's awesome. The guy's just a, a just a he's he's a role model, and he's a again order of man. Check it out. But yeah, prepare yourself for. What may be coming, always be prepared. You know, always be prepared. Always be prepared to step in front um, to take the bullet for someone for your for your family. Um, but you got to act locally, right? I mean, again, affecting change on the national level. 
get involved, go to school board meetings. You, listen to anybody out there. And we've, we've railed against the school boards for, for, right. you know, 40 episodes of our podcast, but for the, anybody not hearing the, for hearing this for the first time, if you've never been to your local school board meeting and you have no, you have no stake in the game or anything like that, any dog in the fight, go, just go. it's going to open your eyes. It's going to open your eyes to what's going on in school boards. And these people have been operating in the shadows for a long time. And you might be surprised by the types of things that they're teaching your children or teaching children in your community. Um, I mean, some of these people are just outright communists, socialists, pedophiles, Antifa members. I mean, it's, 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 it's scary. So again, the old adage, think nationally or think globally act locally i yeah. mean it's as really simple as that be be a better person do you, you know you see garbage on the ground pick it up you see a shopping cart in the middle of a parking lot put it away and then you know what somebody might see you and then they might do it and somebody might see them and it becomes habit and that's that's being an honorable man in my opinion you know yeah. doing acting with integrity when nobody's watching yeah it's easy to do when everybody's watching but it's a real honorable man acts with integrity and strength when nobody's when nobody's watching. Yeah. Awesome. Um I I think that's a great place to kind of Yeah, right on. You know, and uh, I so I talk for hours. Yeah, <laughs> well, I I think, you know, like like we tell people, you know, we only want to give people a 10,000 foot Yeah. But, yeah right. <laughs> we do. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you know, I'm an open book too, though. I, you know, yeah. it, at some point we can. I mean, I, I've shared. I, you know, I was a dishonorable man. I was. You know, we we uh, we. And every 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 point uh, or every one of our episodes, we have a dishonorable man in the news or yeah. you know whatever. And uh, you know, I never had anything really silly like that, but I was a dishonorable man for a long time. And I thank yeah. my wife for staying with me. I thank her. And I thank God every day that she stayed with me. And um, she's a saint because <laughs> well, I was an asshole. Yeah. And I still am an asshole. I still can be an asshole, but now I'm an asshole for good stuff. <laughs> you know, well, you're our asshole. <laughs> right? <so. laughs> um, no, I, I, you know, I just, I, what I would say is that, you know, you, reach out, get involved. Mm-hmm. Get involved, people. Um, get involved, and and if you don't know where to start, if I may, I think mm-hmm. uh, getting plugged in with the Men of Honor Club is a great place because if you don't know where to go, there's going to be somebody there that's connected somewhere to somehow to somewhat that can always, you know. Uh, one thing I know about charitable organizations is that they never have a surplus of volunteers. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and I think that you know. That's the best thing that I think the Men of Honor can do for you. So hook up with Ed. Um, you get yeah, we ch- got a website, but I don't remember. I don't know what the website. I was yeah. going to look it up. I don't even know what it, what it is. Yeah, it's because I don't handle the website stuff. Uh, it's like menofhonorclub.org or something like that. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, there you go. That that sounds close. But um, you know, I want to thank you for talking. This has been great. I love getting to know getting to know a little bit more about you. I know you pretty well, but um, I think it's important for people to know who they listen to regularly to be able to get a sense of who they are to identify with them and also so they can build trust um and i think certainly you uh from my point of view uh just being a friend uh i certainly do so thank you well i I would think that you know i don't i don't i don't look to be a role model or anything like that but i i think to some degree you know i'm proof positive that you can be just a knucklehead teenager you know just a just a screwball jerk off 
and then turn into something decent, I guess. Yeah. You know, well, maybe I mean, make maybe make a little bit of change down the road. I mean, we're all on different timelines, right? Yeah. I wish true. I wish I was the man I am now 20 years ago, but I'm not. So. Well, it, you couldn't because you've not lived a life to get you to the point where you're at. So whenever I have those thoughts, I'm like, I wish this wouldn't have happened, or I wish this, or I wish I knew this. Yeah, you, most of all. I mean, you, you, yeah. could, you could think that all day, and then you yeah. just get trapped in this, this yeah. downward spiral of depression. You know, I, <laughs> it, it, it's funny. You Being a music lover, I remember there was a review of a, a Metallica album, and the guy said something interesting. I don't even remember what he said about the album other than self-introspection is a really good thing. But too much self-introspection, especially for a band like this, is a horrible thing. So having some self-introspection, looking back in the rear every once in a while is good. Uh, but don't dwell it. Don't live there. Right, you'll paralyze yourself. Yeah, yeah you'll paralyze, you know. So Yeah, just move forward, man. Right on. Awesome. I, I don't remember. Uh, the Honorable Man Podcast yeah, is say, a... Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, the men, uh, let me do this real quick. Off the top of my head. Uh, the world needs Honorable Men more than ever. It's time to get involved, get out there. No, get out there, get involved, and uh, be honorable. See you next week. Awesome. Nailed it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>